Updating. I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awful, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It is episode 113 of the Hey Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. So, what is going down this week? It's Anything Easter, exciting? man. Did you have a wonderful Easter? Yeah, I had a great Easter. Did you celebrate it hardcore? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. You know what's funny about Easter is uh, my daughter had asked me, and she's only four, so I've only told her this four different times. You know, she'll ask me about the Easter bunny or like, hey, you know, can we paint eggs? Because, you know, now she goes to uh, nursery school, so they talk about uh, Easter or whatever. And I guess I'm sure the teachers are like, oh, are you going to, you know, paint eggs or, or do whatever? And She's like, no, daddy doesn't let eggs in our house. Well, the funniest thing is, is I always do this thing and it's sort of like uh, tongue in cheek or whatever. And I did it to my son and, and he, now he does it too, where uh, when something like that happens, I just go, we're Jewish. Like, I hate ham, not because uh, I like bacon. But I hate ham. Okay. So if somebody was to ask me, like, is that is that a Jewish trait to hate ham? Well, you know, it's sorry, kosher. I'm maybe if it's pork, stuff. so you know, Jews don't eat pork. Technically, the ones that you know, you eat pork, right? Me personally, yes. Yeah. But I always use that as an excuse. Like, if somebody says anything, I'll be like, I'm Jewish. Like, no okay. matter what it is. So if yeah. I if I didn't want to do something, if someone said, Hey, do you want to do you want a limbo? I'd be like, I'm Jewish. You know, and I just sort of leave it out there. It must be nice to have a, a cultural out like yeah. that. Well, it, for most people, obviously, the the ham thing's a little more like, you know, if somebody knew anything about it, they'd be like, oh, okay. But That's what I do I for anything it, with prestige. If people are like, hey, dude, you want to like ride in a nice car? And I go, no, I'm from Hammond, dude. <laughs> right, right. Or they're like, hey, hey, would you like, like, like today for Easter, we had, um, we had some lamb for dinner at my mom's house. And I couldn't think if I've ever actually eaten lamb. Just my whole life, I just, it never came up. Nobody ever offered it. Whereas I think for a normal, I don't know, somewhat rounded person, they would have tried it before. So I, my first thought was just like, do you want some lamb? Dude, I'm from Hammond. We don't, you know, we don't do it. Hey, would you like, oh, an would you like to live in a house that doesn't move from place to place? Dude, <laughs> uh, it's not what we do. So you get the point. So I, I kind of do that. And so it's sort of been blowing up in my face. For example, we were at the uh, tomato bar in Highland the other day. And the uh, waitress came over, and and uh, my daughter said, "Oh, I like your pink pen." And the girl, the lady said, "Well, I like your uh, headband." And so every time she came by, they had like a you know my my daughter would pick out something about her to to comment on, and she'd be like, "See, I'm not oh, how uh, nice." She'd tell me like, "I'm not shy." See, I'll talk to people. That's her thing. Is like she's always telling people she's not shy. Who accused her of being shy she, ever? She, well, she used to be really shy. Whoa. But you you only know we're inside the confines of my home, so it's yeah. it's her territory. You know, the soundproof uh, walls <laughs> here. So the lady comes up and says, uh, she gives us our check, and she goes, all right, well, uh, you know, have a nice weekend. Have a happy Easter. And my daughter yells across the restaurant, we're Jewish. <laughs> like, the, you know, like the waitress is supposed to know that. And she was, like, offended, like, palms up, looking at her like, are you serious? Did she do, like, the, uh, like the old, I don't know, like the old school stand-up comedian, like, like pretty this, much, yeah. Like shoulders shrugged, palms out. <laughs> what is what? this? What is this Easter? She didn't, do, she didn't get that crazy, but it's coming next. I'm pretty sure. 
<laughs> so I, that goes. Remember, I told you a couple weeks ago how my w- wife saw her talking to another little girl at the uh, gymnastics, and she said, uh, she, "My wife walked down to see what she was saying, and it turns out my daughter was telling this other little girl uh, to make sure that her mother votes for Trump." So get. Out of, wait, did you say you told me this before? This, I thought I told you on the podcast, but now no, I'm thinking maybe I told sir. you afterwards and you were just shit-faced drunk. This, okay, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. More, yeah, no, more that likely. Hap- that more happened. likely. So, um, she, wait, your daughter told some other girl in so Another four-year-old to tell, make sure she told her mother. There was a, a bunch of talking Dude, going th- on. that is a level of brainwashing that is... That's like I don't tell her to vote for Trump. I'm not voting for Trump. That's like making people think Young Guns is good, like on that oh, kind of level. Dude, let me tell you another thing. <laughs> I got another message. Actually, it's funny from my brother today that said it said. <laughs> let me see if I can find it because it was like it was seriously. Why would any four year old be like, "Hey, make sure"? That means that you've said it so many times around her that she's now spreading the gospel of Trump. I, I again. It's probably because uh, dude, there's I no think probably. It's, probably, it's, it's probably not like mom. let's guess, let's throw something against the wall and see what sticks. I don't. Just, it's not for me. Get out of here. I would tell you. Yeah, she was watching Bubble Guppies, and it was oh, like I, vote for Big Trump again. You, I'll bet you it was from my mother. Your mother tells your I don't her know. I'm assuming vote for that's that's wild. Well, she wouldn't tell my grant my my daughter to vote for Trump. She can't vote. Well, just in case. But if my daughter can convince one extra person's mother, all it takes is one. If I can just <laughs> affect one four year old vote. What does this say? Read this box here. This is from my brother today. The bottom one. No, no. The two up from the bottom. Ben has a lot of nerve not liking Young Guns. I was really disappointed. Like, <laughs> what does the bottom say? Does it say I have shitty taste or something like that? Uh, I don't know what to say. And it says, uh, tell him I said he has shitty taste. He, he said that. Well, what you have to remember. And he's not the only one. That's the one thing that I've heard a lot. I know. You heard it too from people? I know. I know. But, yeah. But what? <laughs> absolutely. But what people have to remember is that I'm doing this later. These are things that uh, I'm watching. The same thing. Same, I got. I'm so on much, your side. I got so much flack for not liking Weird Science because that movie sucks bad. Because it does, <laughs> and it is one of those things where, yeah, as a teenager, probably super sweet. Look, People Under the Stairs scared me as a kid. I said this is one of the scariest movies in the whole world. I later on, you watch and you find out it's just John Leguizamo acting like he's retarded. That's also scary, but in a different way. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it's it's all in the eyes of of, of you know. The the young beholder. I agree. What I'm telling plus and, it's and not you know good what, I, too. I, I, you have to. I mean, well, there's not that. But but have you? So you've heard it from other people besides. Uh, oh yeah, I've a guy I work with is like, dude, you saw Young Guns before I got to tell him what I thought. He's like, now you got to see two. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like all right. I think there is. Uh, I had a long conversation with somebody about this about you and not liking Young Guns, and it really bothered them. And and at the end of it. We both agree that maybe if we would have watched it for the first time now, it would be different. Not as good. It's but just I still so, think it's so great. I just, pretty and it's like, dude, it's, it's so definitely glossy. not unforgiven. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. It's a different lens. I'm viewing it through. That's all. So your daughter is telling people to vote for Trump. Vote for Trump, and she's also telling people she's she's angry at them for not knowing she's a Jew. Um. This is turning into somewhere. You guys are, are you know, crafting this time, personality. I thought my son was going to be the next me, but it turns out mm-hmm. in mannerisms, we walked in a tomato bar and my daughter <laughs> sat next to me in the booth and I, I have a, I, I grabbed a toothpick off the counter and as I, I turn and look at her, she's also got a toothpick in her mouth. 
Yeah, that's that. It does do flip flop, and my kids are like that too. Like my boy is so sweet and considerate and nice, and always wonder about people's feelings, and he's he's just like my wife. And my daughter is very loud, sings all the time, is constantly being goofy. I mean, just like she's just like me. So that's just how it goes. That's a, that was one of the weirdest things when my second child was born. Is you. You don't know until it happens to your own kids. Because I always think, I think now, especially me, my brother and sister, are, me and my sister are definitely alike. But I still consider, like, if anybody didn't know us, they think they definitely, nobody would say, I can't believe they're brother and sister. But my kids are so polar opposite. Yeah. But now I think about it and I'm like, yeah, maybe people wouldn't think we're so much like, I don't know. It, and I don't think it's, unless unless maybe like two boys, you know, or two girls. But when you have one of each, and not just because of the obvious reasons that they're different, but it's always Everybody I know that everybody I know that has that, even some people that have two of the same, it's always polar opposites. I don't know why that is. It's almost weird if you have two kids and they're both super similar and they're everything. It's just one of those like like um like that hundred point theory. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's the balance the balance of life. You you can't have two that are the same. Well, so again, I'm I'm telling you right now, it didn't come from me. The, the Jew thing did. The 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 Trump thing did not. Did. Now I'm not saying. I am or am not. Well, I think I did say I'm not, but I'm not. You really I, think your mom's talking politics? Absolutely. To your granddaughter. This is my mother. Yeah. No, I mean, my daughter, <laughs> just like you, I don't think she's talking to her, but I think my daughter picks up everything. And you know, people are like, oh, you got to be careful around kids. This is another level because she has the memory like I do. And you, if, if you were, if you promise her something two weeks, uh, you know, prior, when that day comes on that date, she will remind you of it. It's, it's, it's really crazy. So well, they do pick up. Like when we did the Easter thing today, and my kids don't really know much. I take them to church sometimes, but it, my mom's all about it. So we go over there for dinner today, and she's, um, she will weasel that in all the time. I mean, how dare her on Easter, right? <laughs> but but always, always the conversation will get steered that way. You know what I mean? So my kid will sometimes say stuff about the Bible or church things that I'm just like, where did he? You know? And I go, oh, he must have been talking to his grandma. You know. Please pass the gravy. <laughs> He's like, hey, did it really, like when that tomb rolled over, did it smell as bad as Nana says? Like, oh, probably. Probably. <laughs> I, 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 doubt, I bet she downplayed it. Probably smelled way worse. Well, what I was getting at ultimately is the way I communicate, I, I think, and this is not going to be a shock to anyone, I, I might need to uh, break it down and retool altogether. Uh, and one of the things I had told you this week was... Re- what do you mean, retool? Well, I think that I'm... Like how you My act? daughter actually feels... Figure retool. Can I throw some tools <laughs> in that bucket? No, my daughter actually picks up exactly I what I am for... She knows me well enough to, to read between the lines and all that. But what I was saying is, is I have this problem, and I texted you uh, earlier this week. You said something to me, and I just said, hey, just so you know, uh, I'm not going to text you anymore. And here's here's why this happens, because you you text me something, and it would normally probably require me to type out at least five sentences to reply to you. And a lot of times, like I've said in the past, I'll type out five sentences, and then I won't hear back from you for nine to ten hours or whatever. So what I instead of me typing all this, I just decided from this point forward, I'm going to just call you. And I know a lot of people that's a pet peeve. You text. I immediately try to call mm-hmm. you. And when that happens, you send me a text back like, yeah, I, I can't. I'm going to be a couple hours. I'm in the middle of doing something. It's going to be a while. And I'm assuming that you think that that's going to make me just break down and text you the information. But there's a reason I can't do it. <laughs> and the reason is this. You ascribe 
a personality, you know, in, in your eyes, in your head, you, there's me. When I text you, no matter what I text, no matter if I'm smiling on the other side by my phone, you always, you hear, you attribute a tone and an attitude, uh, to my texts. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, for anybody, but yeah, you, you, you will add it's whatever words you read plus the attitude that you think they might be trying to convey. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you just, you just, yeah, exactly. You just add it in there. So I have had more arguments or more bad blood between myself and people that I did not even know existed. Like I'll go like, you know, it's not just with you. It's with a lot of people where it'll be a long period of time where I don't talk to them. And then I'm like, Hey, you know, is there something, are we good? Or is there, is there an issue? And it's like, Oh, I mean, you were kind of shitty to me in that text message. I'm like, and yeah. I really don't know. So that's why I try to just rather, I would rather call you and, and yell, yeah. at, yell at you. So, yeah. you know, I'm pissed off rather than you just assume I'm pissed off. I almost, I almost can't even ever communicate with, uh, with my brother via text. It's almost just, unless it's like, Hey, what time does the movie start? Like it has to be like almost not even a yes or no. It has to be um, um, like an extremely factual answer because there's just me, me and my my brothers. We speak normal to each other in our you know in our poor stock slang that we commonly use because of where we're from and and how we are. But um, sometimes my brother seems to text way more formal and and over polite. And, and stuff like like that uh, with his text messages. So I read it, and it's like, why is he laying on the manor so thick? It's like, is he being condescending? Or then, or it's like, or it's like, this is just weird. Like, why is it so polite? And they go, there's no way he can mean it. Is he compensating because he's pissed off and he's trying to? Right. You, know, you ever have like a a work email back and forth with somebody or something where it's like, you're actually talking a lot of shit to each other but mm-hmm. you're being so polite so it won't land if on a, you and if a third person party person was had to arbitrate this argument yes they'd be like well you can clear ben was completely professional right one of them lost their cool and the other right. one was like uh you know factually uh you know uh s- selfless cold and composed mm-hmm. like the ben fold song it's, it's it's like that so my brother texts like that and it just never translates and if i talk to him on the phone way different way way different so it's almost like it needs to be yes or no. So whose fault is that, though? Uh, how do we undo that? Fair question. I don't know how you... I. It's got to be the texter's fault, right? I don't know. No. You need to text how you speak. Okay, if you ever notice or get annoyed, you probably do. Me? Almost all... Everyone who ever reads anything I do, almost all of my texts, tweets, posts, anything, I throw the word dude in there, bro, constantly i start sentences with dude because that's how i talk so i try to type exactly no filter straight brain to mm-hmm. like anyone gives a crap but but that's i'll be like dude this is whatever because that's how i speak but if i go i'm having these thoughts about this and this is peculiar to me it's like it doesn't you know what i mean i have to go like dude scarlett johansson's boobs are huge because right. that's exactly you know what i mean i yeah i think that Probably just from school. That's just an example. When, when it comes, I don't know if they're, I guess they're big. When it goes from my brain to paper, or in this case, you know, a computer screen, obviously I'm trying to be as grammatically correct as possible. But then you come off as like highfalutin and snarky. I, well, I don't use well, it. Like, I, don't you, use, I, thought, I thought it was just me and you talking. I didn't, <laughs> not, not you in particular, but like, it's like sometimes my brother would be that way. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa, I guess we're, 
I guess you're classing up the joint with your text messages. Like I said, the, like just call me a jerk. When when you don't have someone in front of you, and I, you touched on it the other day, when, when when you don't have someone in front of you and you can't see them and you can't you know they say like body language is like 80 percent of communication or whatever yeah. it's it's for me especially why i just stare at the wall when you speak this i don't want to give away anything whether it even happens to me on the phone where people are like they take that they just assume i'm scowling at all times <laughs> yeah well you'll do that sometimes too you'll be like oh i'm sure i will well you'll say something complimentary and i'm like Ugh. like you'll say like i recorded something for the podcast this week a, a, a little promo thing and and you're like oh it sounds great and I'm like, sounds great, or like, or like, <laughs> yeah, great, or like, great, like while you're tussling my hair, like, good for you, kid. You know, right. like, like and, and that's all me reading into it. Oh, that's not at most, all what you're texting. You are the most self-deprecating. Like I said, you, <laughs> you, 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 you do, you throw the. You ever seen that guy? What was that guy on MTV? Um, uh, uh, mystery. Please, please say the taxi driver. No, the guy that like hit on girls, like perf- the pickup artist. It was a show about some guy that dressed up like a Sven Gulli or something. He had a big hat and he was long oh, hair. Anyway, he was teaching nerds. This was. 10 years ago this guy was like teaching nerds how to pick up hot chicks so it was the show called the pickup artist it was sort of like a um a reality show where these guys like say 20 dudes move into a house and then week by week they boot guys off and they see who can be the biggest pickup artist so anyway one of the things that they talk about this guy talked about was he calls it throwing negs where to talk to a woman you say something like negative do you say something positive then you take it back by saying something like 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 half the, like the complicult yes pretty much okay so it basically yeah it it takes her the power away from her and gives it to you and- is it like my tactic when i see an attractive person when i'm with my wife where it's like everyone in the room knows no, you- like it's obvious like this person's attractive not a huge deal let's not make it a big deal but we all just can tell right. so you go like Oh, I guess she wore those. I guess she wore the five-inch hooker heels, huh? Right. Like, because you... You're, really, what you're saying is, ooh, I guess she wore the five-inch hooker heels. Yeah, what I'm saying is, like, I got to find something kind of negative about... You know what you I mean? know, the funniest part about that is is you you verbalize it to your wife because you have to say it to somebody, but then you have to articulate <laughs> right. it in a specific way. So, like I said, it's all about the, 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 um, <laughs> the umlaut or the schwa above a certain word that changes right. that makes it okay for you to have done so. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The emphasis on the syllable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so that, yeah. Because so, you can't just turn around and go, holy moly. <laughs> but, uh, Does so everybody see that? So, that's basically, that, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, you get the point. Um, throwing negs. I throw negs. You do it to yourself. Because you'll say something like I'll say something kind about you and you'll before I even have it. I think you now that I know you're saying I read it like Uh that, that you read it like that. I'll see you like throw. Yeah, I mean, I could have done better. It's not the best quality, but I'm just learning. You know what I mean? Like like I won't even get a chance to demo who cooks. I can't even get I can't even shit on it before you shit on it. (laughs) I'm like the old lady who cooks. Like when you they go try it and they go, this is the best meatloaf I've ever had. I could have used a little more. Right. Yeah. You don't even you don't even usually wait for that. Sometimes you just throw it out there like, "Hey, I I recorded this bit. I don't really know the system that well, so, mm. you know, take it for what it's worth." Yeah. And it's, you know, you you, you don't even let it simmer before yeah, you because could, I think you're afraid that I'm going to be How good could it be? Yeah. But I don't think that's just about me. You I think you probably do that to everyone, no? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. No, I, I genuinely liked it. So how how in the future can I you can't. If can really. I put like an emoji, a specific emoji? Try like the little the black ice, the ice cream, up. the ice cream cone symbol. All right, because everyone likes ice cream. That's right. pretty. You can't get that wrong. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, I I don't know if it's a 
whose fault it is. That's that's. I just guess put that little hundred with the slash <laughs> I under. Did, that. did I do that for you? I don't even know what that means, but just do that because <laughs> people seem to equate that with good. Uh, all yeah, the kids in their one hundreds. So I again, I don't know if I have to uh, change the way I'm doing things or or whose fault it is, but it's definitely an issue for me, and it's followed me around for. Do you not want your daughter running around telling everybody how Jewish you are? I I, I can barely I could. Between my son telling everyone how Jewish he is, I, I didn't Dude, know they're they, like the real life version of your of your social media. They're like, they're like the, they're, oh, I don't know Dave Karski. <laughs> Where would they ever get the idea to tell everyone how Jewish they are? I think that they're both they're like Costanza's parents. <laughs> If only they had like a huge wig and it could wear something Mets related. <laughs> I have no idea well, how that's Jewish. You mean? That would be like my kid telling everybody like Kurt Cobain's the greatest musician ever. And I'd be like, I don't know. He just, I guess he just likes it a lot. Well, I will tell you, you know, growing up, I didn't like being Jewish very much. So this has sort of come full circle. Well, it's good. You've, you've made it cool. You know, snitches on the beaches. That's every life story. I just feel like I've noticed that <laughs> at least... From the people I listen to and the uh, from the input that I have, that a lot of people in my situation, because when I was young, um, I went to, a, there was only like three Jewish kids in, in the entire school. One was my brother, one was my sister. Um, <laughs> there was three Jewish kids, us. So, you know, they always used to do that thing when holidays came up and the teacher didn't want to teach for a little bit, wanted to go out and have a cigarette. Uh, mm. They'd kick the back door open, light a cigarette, and then I'd bring in like a tinfoil menorah and like teach the class about, you know, Hanukkah or whatever. Oh, you were the one that would... I had no really? choice. Because they would peg you for well, it. Who and else is going to do my it? My mom would be like, this is a great opportunity to teach the... And, you know, it's funny because my kid tells me all the time now about... <laughs> You know, they don't have, you thought there it was really isn't, at least in my, the school, the junior high that my son goes to, there really isn't any bullying. I mean, I told you he came back, uh, went to class and sang a song in Hebrew in front of his class. And I, he, he was telling me about this. Did I tell you this? No. One day we had to take him out of school for temple in the morning. And so he had a half day and he comes back to school and he's carrying like a, he's in the temple choir. He, he's carrying the song sheet and he goes into the class and the teacher's like, what do you have there? And he's like, oh, it's a it's a song sheet from Temple. You know, I was just, and he's like, I was, you know, I'm in the choir, you know, whatever. And she's like, oh, did you, like, just, again, off the cuff, she's like, oh, did you want to sing the song? Ha, ha, ha. And he's like, yeah. And he just starts singing a song in front of his whole class. And I said, in, in his fifth grade class. But he's singing it in what? In uh, Hebrew. In Hebrew. And okay. English, both. Like, you know, it goes back. I was searching for the word of Jewish talk. Uh, so <laughs> stupid I am. I, you know, as soon as he tells me this, I'm cringing for him after school. I'm like, oh my God, did somebody put your head in the toilet? I mean, I would have. Well, that, I've only seen a couple episodes of Modern Family, like maybe seven or eight, but one of the first ones is when, I think it's one of the first ones, when uh, Sofia Vergara's character's son, they have their Colombian heritage and they're super proud of it. So he's going to this new school and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to show people my authentic Colombian garb and my, he had like, like my little pan flute mm. and like, uh, you know, like one of those donkey blanket, you know, type, right. that type things. And, uh, he was going to wear that and show everybody. And that was one of the things of the episode is like, you want him to be proud of it, but dude, there's, there comes a point. So at one point, uh, Al Bundy, I'll call him, uh, slaps it out of his hand on accident and steps on it. He's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And then, like, the wife is like, thank you for doing... Because nobody right. wanted to go, hey, dude, don't be proud of it. But at the same time, yikes, bro. You know? Yeah. And that's <laughs> you know? how, of course, that's how I felt. Because that's hilarious. When, when I grew up, it w- I was... I don't want to say ashamed, but I definitely... There was nobody else that was Jewish. And in those times, everyone I knew was Catholic. Everybody went to CCD. And I was the odd man out. So I definitely didn't want to draw any attention to myself. Real, yeah, real and, cool. and And then... 
uh, there was bullies. They didn't have this anti-bullying thing. Right. And so even as much of a bully as I was, uh, I mean, you can't fight City Hall. There's 25 other bullies. Power in numbers. Do? Right. Yeah, so, for sure. So... Um, Anyway, so I said, oh, did they did they stuff you in a locker? Did they, you know, did they what did they do? Did they put a kick me sign on your back? Uh, you know, and he said, no, they clapped and they said, Logan, Logan, and he he said they he cheered, yeah, they cheered him on, and I, I was like, they started going, what, what's, going? <laughs> what's going on in the world, man? What is going on in the world? I mean, knee jerk reaction is you want to go great, good for them, yeah, but They're... I also feel like the Jews that you know and love. You know, um, your your Mel Brooks or your uh, Mark Marins or mm-hmm. you know these that 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 certain Jew you've grown accustomed to see yeah. presented to you on television. Yeah, I grew up with like Adam Sandler as a Jew. That's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Those guys didn't, and I I don't know about him, but the other guys didn't. The the Costanzas and the you know those people didn't come from the you know proud. Hey, everyone loves Jewish people. Those those that yeah, kind of thing comes yeah. from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm I'm like, are they going to miss that? See, the, our trajectory may be different. Our our Judaism trajectory, and that's my only concern. You know what I'm saying? They can't be happy as be. They can't be happy and be Jewish at ten, four, four and ten years well, old. Well, now, do you think like when they grow up? When he grows up, he won't There'll have be some backlash. Well, no, almost like the opposite. You know how like the Marins of the world. And I was just listening to his uh, Gary Shaling interview this week, you know, and uh, they always talk about like this whole like the, very Jewy, very Jewy, yeah. But but it's like the uh, the mother issues, and 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 I got these uh, these uh, in, internal struggles that you know we commonly are related mm-hmm. with like Jewish comedians. He that's going to be missing because there is no struggle. Like right. it's it's great at home, right? And it's not like uh, you know like we have to do these things. It's like no, no no, it's awesome, right? It's great. So that's bordering toward just absolutely, uh, you know, copacetic. Right? Not being funny, right? Well, I mean, it's how without the struggle, can you be funny? I don't think so. It's tough, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't you have to have some I had, sort of... I had the struggle, whether it be self-inflicted or not, because I, the, the temple that I went to had a bunch of other Jewish kids that were from Illinois, and they were more affluent, and, you know, and we were from Indiana, and my dad was a mechanic. Everybody Old else, is, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jew Billy got thrown around here and there. Sure, sure. <laughs> Just at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, we said that. We said that with pride. That was what. Yeah, we came up with that term. <laughs> yeah. Well, like a Jew Billy, like you guys can say that to each other. I wouldn't dare. Actually, a you know boss. I mean? It's not cool. If a I... boss that I had when I was, you know, mid thirties came and told me that term. He said, "So what are you, a Jew Billy?" And I was like, "Well, hey, I don't know that that's a correct term. I mean, I don't know if that's sensitive or not, you know." And You're he's like, like "I don't give you, a, He's like, "I don't give a shit, Jew Billy." <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> he's like, "No, I'm very modern yeah. to where it's like it's we're, we're he's on like, the same. Yeah, it's cool. I'm from South Bend. We're on the same <laughs> level. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. It's good that he's evolved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is that is the uh I, I mean, inevitable... okay, so the outside chance that he becomes a famous comedian with this internal struggle about growing up, <laughs> you know, uh, a Jew amongst non-Jews is that's that tiny, like, 5% slice of the pie is gone. But the well-adjusted 95% yeah. most likely to succeed is still there. I mean, you would you consider yourself well-adjusted? What, what I'm yeah, I'm going to say yeah. What I'm saying is... I'm Mr. Balance, dude. And, and you know, I, I've been against this uh, non-bully push from Jump. I'm telling you that I believe <laughs> bully the not bully no, movement. I, I, I believe that there has to be some sort of conflict resolution in your life uh, or non-conflict Absolutely. resolution that helps you Absolutely. develop 
is who you are. And some people, their conflict resolution is humor and other people is violence or whatever. But what I'm saying is, is obviously I would rather humor, but if there is no conflict, then you're just a vanilla, you're just, everyone's vanilla. Well, can you imagine like a world, like what could David Spade ever have done in comedy being a smaller dude? You know what I mean? I'm sure he got verbally, you know, bullied and stuff. He would have to have developed that like uh, a bit quick of a, a bit of what I have, just like the quick like snarky comeback. Uh, you got to have one in the chamber at all times, and if you are never getting attacked, why chamber a bullet? Why chamber that wit? Where, you know why right. have why bother with wit? My bother. So my new struggle is hoping that both of my children grow up to be funny, and so then I put the pressure since they don't get it at school. I put the personal pressure on them. Uh, you know, here. Do you read him your Twitter feed I every night before my, they go to bed? I smack to... my son's yarmulke off his head whenever he, whenever I see him wearing it. <laughs> You're like, no comeback, no nothing. <laughs> All right, we'll try again tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So the struggle is real. I guess I just thought it was a guy thing. I mean, did those movies look like they were for eight year olds? Yeah, obviously. They're for people like that Star Wars kid from YouTube or that little fat kid that went nuts over his computer game, but he always told me that it was a guy thing. He said it was a guy thing. It started out as kind of a cool thing to do, like, hey, let's go see Dark Nighter. Come on, how bad could Man of Steel really be? We used to joke around like, dude, they made an Ant-Man movie. Yeah, I'm totally going to go see that. I mean, we would literally laugh about it. We would laugh. He told me, you just don't get it. He said that he could stop watching Jessica Jones anytime he wanted. Jessica Jones is a real show, right? He checked his phone. She's not in there. But then he started to go to all of them. It was like he was possessed. He had to see each and everything Marvel and DC put out. I mean, he stood in line to get tickets to see Green Lantern, dude. Shit. He even bought Ghost Rider on Blu-ray. Everybody in our group of friends, I mean, we knew that there was a Supergirl TV show coming out. And we knew it would be a pile of shit. Like, how could it not be a pile of shit? But, you know, we turn around and he's at home actually binge-watching it one after another. If you or someone you know is addicted to superhero shows and can't stop talking about super lame comic book movies that are spin-offs of side plots on B-grade comic books, then you or they may be suffering from superhero invasive thoughts. Or shit. Shit can happen to anyone who isn't careful of what they watch and more importantly, how much they care about what they watch. Symptoms include wearing super tight Thundercats shirts, Pages full of thoughts on things that they should have pondered in their teens. Lack of non-Stanley-induced sex drive. Daydreaming about reboots and sequels that shouldn't even exist. Major concern over the Ghostbusters and arguments about anti-Semitic overtones in The Shopkeeper from Phantom Menace. He said that some girl named Sarah Underwood once tried to make a Yoda costume sexy and that he needed me to try to wear one too. He made me hate Jim Henson. I grew up watching Sesame Street. Do you know what it takes to make someone hate Jim Henson? He hasn't been to a ball game with us in years. He just keeps saying that a Luke Cage series is going to be on Netflix. 
and he wants to be there when it drops. It wasn't that long ago we actually went to um, a Comic-Con, you know, just as something fun to do, to hang out, you know, and check out the stuff, and uh, he actually spoke in Dothraki the whole time, the entire time. It was so fucking annoying. These people need our help, and without our help, they'll never learn how to swing a hammer, cook a real meal, play a sport, feel the touch of the opposite sex. Left unattended, these people, our friends, our family members, our neighbors, will slowly fade into the vintage pages of a never-opened comic book still on its plastic sleeve. I mean, come on, man. Ripping off your shirt every time you get mad saying, my secret is that I'm always angry. It's funny for the first few times, maybe. I mean, maybe if you're loaded, you had a party, uh, I'll give you a pass once, but I mean, now it's just weird, you know? Like, it's gotta be shit, right? It's gotta be shit. He just likes his shit too much. I need a real man. I need... Not He-Man, like a real man. We at the He-Man Man podcast have been shit-shaming adult men for months now. And we've seen dramatic changes in the frequency of which people talk to us about superhero movies. Or kind of talk to us about anything in general. We want to help you shit-shame your friends and family. And we'll show you how for free. And remember, the shows we like are pretty cool. But after that... It kind of turns into a bunch of shit. My kid loves Bill Cosby, like I told you before, and we still haven't broken the news to him. In fact, it came up again the other day. He hasn't seen it, like uh, I don't know. We were watching. Um, what's the What's the uh, the movie with uh, um, Ghost Dad? No, Ghost not with Dad Bill too. Cosby. The Marky Mark and uh, Will Ferrell. Daddy's Home. Uh, the other guys? No, Daddy's Home. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Daddy's the, home. The other guys are super good. Yeah, it is. It, Daddy's it's home. great. Daddy's home. So in Daddy's home, same recipe, probably not so much. It's all right. It's, it's definitely not the other guys. Yeah, you can't do. But it they have uh, Hannibal Burris is in it. He's one of the uh, you know side characters or whatever. One of the he's one of the supporting characters. Okay. And so me and my, I said to my wife, she looked over and I like Hannibal Burris a lot. And my wife go, I go, you know that's the guy that uh, you know. And my wife goes, what killed Bill Cosby? And then my son's like. What do you mean he killed Bill Cosby? What happened to Bill Cosby? And it's come up at least five times in the last two months uh, that I can remember where somebody has made a Bill Cosby reference and my son is curted out of the corner of his ear and, and is still like, I don't know, he's got a computer. I don't know if he's looked for himself yet or what, but I keep telling everyone, I was like, why don't you just tell him what's the difference? I go, because it's not time yet. There's a time. Well, that's like Santa Claus. Like hang right. out as long as you can. Oh yeah I've, yeah. I've destroyed Santa Claus, but Bill Cosby. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. Hang out yeah. as long. Like let them like at, at what age do you tell your kids Bill Cosby? He's innocent. Rape? Not well, Bill Cosby. Well, it's son. like, like, okay. At what age do you tell them Easter Bunny's BS? Okay. But also what age do you tell them Bill Cosby's actual serial rapist? Well, exactly. What the I'm same saying question. is this. Exactly. I mean, the there's no difference. The fact that he did that, which I believe that he did. Um, that's my personal opinion does not change not just yours. the fact There's a that, lot of people's opinions. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that what my kid gets from Bill Cosby has zero to do with that other I do a hundred percent agree with you. That's okay. what I think we're saying that a few weeks ago. Okay. Like but it's bears it bears it bears repeating because then this this also goes for like I guess well I, I wouldn't say that it goes this way for, for preachers, but this goes 
it goes that way for a lot of these things. Just be, and this sounds horrible to even say, but just because the person is a hypocrite does not mean that what he was advocating is a bad idea. Does that make sense? Yes. You know what I mean? It, it sounds horrible to say, like, well, just because the guy's full of crap. But honestly, if he's saying, like, hey, pull your pants up, have some respect for yourself, uh, family stay together, those are all really good. I, you know, play with your kids, talk to them, tell them stories. Those are great ideas. Now, when he starts going, like, give him this uh, uh, little pill, have him drink this. <laughs> Well, then you, know you should well, maybe listen, you know, a little bit less. You know as well as I do that the reason this all comes down, not just in his case, but in everybody's case, is when you stand up on that mountain and you judge everyone, uh, and then they find out that you're a fraud yourself. I mean, you just there's no way of stopping what's what's going to be coming. Absolutely yeah. not, because you you know whether or not he's right. Oh, you should pull your pants up, or you shouldn't. You know, the, the way you're talking is you know is negative and and. Sh- portrays a negative image he's telling a certain you know he's telling black comedians hey i don't approve of what you're doing it's not funny it's actually making us look bad it's it's disrespectful to black people as a whole and then everyone else is like okay great we heard what you had to say that's fine but now look at what all the stuff you've done this is way worse than me telling a joke or or dropping a word that you don't think is you know what i mean so yeah yeah there's no getting around it the credibility is shot but it just don't you find that happens with everybody it sucks that the good message is gone that's all i'm saying is just well so now he's sort of weaned himself he's heard everything that bill cosby has to has done and has memorized all of it so then he moved on to jim gaffigan and that's unfortunately for me and I hope Jim Gaffigan hears this and can hook me up. But like every time he's like, can we go? Can we get a ticket? It's like $90 a ticket to see Jim Gaffigan. It is not cheap. Well, there's there's a lot of rumbling in the woods about trying to yeah, woo, him, woo him to come to 219 Day in 2017. <laughs> wouldn't better, that be great? They better open up their wallets. Yeah, well, they will. But wouldn't that be great? Maybe the hometown discount. How in the world do you get a kid that, that age into stand-up comedy? Or is that just um, going to go, go back to the exact same thing we've always been talking about? Yeah, I mean, today? I think what you're going to notice is as your son starts to get a little bit older and can do stuff, he'll be he'll be looking for a personality. He'll be looking for things, and so I think that they look to you, right? Because you're of course their their friend. Their circle's very limited. So Super I think limited. that you know my son looked at his mom and was like, well, you know, she's a woman and my dad's a, a dude. So mm-hmm. what is he like? So then, you know, I turn him on. I go, oh, this is cool. And he goes, oh, that's cool then. Yeah. You know, and that's basically what happens. Yeah. So well, what do you what do you do uh, as a son looking up to your dad when you years later look at stuff that your dad liked and go like, oh, my God. Like, like I, I'm embarrassed for my dad by some of the yeah. records, by some of the records that I found that belonged to him. My dad like, I found that. an old box of, of vinyl and I was going through it and I was just like, dude, <laughs> how, how many... Uh, was he had he had like several bread, the band bread mm-hmm. on vinyl, and I'm just like, what's up? There was like there was just some really uh like you know that 70s, that real wussy 70s like Neil Diamond just yeah the stuff you hear in the dentist office yeah just like like it's it's the 70s that has crushed velvet and no balls, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 all that like just I guess if you're just like don't don't but it's not even like folky. Folky's right. like, dude, let's get a guitar and I'll love each other. This is more just like, ugh, I don't know what it is, but my I dad mean, liked a lot of stuff. Neil like Diamond that. sums it up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, what do you do to Neil Diamond? Don't give me that, Caroline. I'll punch you through the mic. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Nah, I'm oh. just listening. But like, because I know people are gonna go, oh, sweet Caroline. That song sucks too. Okay, but even if it didn't, we're talking about a handful of songs. Does not make 
Although Lo- Love on the Rocks is pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. Okay. okay. You know what? I'm sorry about all the stuff I said. But a lot of his stuff is like, yeah. there's some horns behind it. It's so, like you were talking about going to the Comic-Con and have so many beta males. My dad's vinyl collection, a lot of it was so beta. I was just like, oh. Like, uh, well, I'm like, you- no wonder he didn't give me my own pocket knife. I had to find one in the woods. My dad liked that movie where Vin Diesel was a babysitter. So, I mean. The Pacifier? Yes. <laughs> one of my dad's favorite movies was Captain Ron. Dude, Captain Ron is amazing. Okay, all right. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I wonder if it would. I don't I, think it would ever be up in my top 100, but it, Captain Ron is okay. great. Okay, all right. So that one holds up? All yeah. right. Okay, yeah, well, for good, sure. good. For, then that's Just a, Kurt a, Russell's part in it. I, I always thought so my dad's name was Ron. I always thought secretly he liked a so lot of things. He liked a right. lot He liked a lot of things. Um, is it really? Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Two, see, that's a lot of range for some Rons, <laughs> ain't it? It's a yeah. lot of range. <laughs> oh, my God, it's a ton. But... um. Yeah, I, I always secretly thought that my dad liked a lot of stuff because, well, one, if it had airplanes, just regardless. Oh, it's got airplanes. This, this is great. Even if it's a the pile of crap, it's got airplanes. But I always thought, like, oh, it's called Captain Ron. So it immediately, in his mind, went from, like, a three. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, like if that Michael Jackson song about, like, Ben the Rat. I like, don't know what that is. Uh, there's, I think there's a movie or song where he sings to a rat called Ben. I don't know. People, <laughs> It's the most <clears throat> awful thing I've yeah, ever Yeah, I've never seen it, but people always told me about it. It's like if I heard that and I was like, well, this song sucks, but... That's good, man. It's pretty sweet, you know. Right. So, but we, you mentioned movies too. There's oh, uh, dude, be, I'm starting to really see, see a lot of beta tendencies. Like the more I, I well, my dad was an artist. Okay, mm-hmm. he wasn't a boxer. You know what I'm saying? But uh, some of his favorite movies and stuff were always just like almost they could almost be like chick flicks. You know what I mean? I guess I'm <laughs> maybe a little bit that way too. But I think I, at the time it's like okay, cool, oh, oh, Grand Canyon. He loved the movie Grand Canyon. I don't know. It's pretty heavy, syrupy. But I, you, it's weird when you look at something your dad loved and you always go, oh, it's great because my dad likes it. And then years later you see it like I would do with Young Guns, right? Because before I saw it through those kid eyes and I go, oh, man, that's a weird feeling because it takes your dad down a notch. And that's like, who the hell wants to do that? You know what I mean? You know, I never really noticed it when I was young because my, we, oh, my dad, like Chuck Norris, uh, Bruce Lee, uh, uh, like I said, American a lot of Ninja, range. everything that uh, uh, um, <laughs> you know Stallone did, all that stuff. We, we, yeah, Tango and Cash, you name it. Every Commando, Predator, all those. Those were like yeah. constantly going on. Saw all those in my twenties. And then he also likes Ice Castles and uh, the uh, what's the one I was just talking about? The, the Cutting Edge, uh, which is a, an, oh, I, an ice skating movie. movie. Yeah. Well, but Thirteen-year-old me really liked that. He one. loved movies and TV shows where people danced. Isn't that weird? He he never danced ever. Like he would slow dance if you my mom bent his arm or my sister, yeah. but never danced. Sway back. And However, forth. he loved to watch other people dance. He loved weird? Footloose. He loved the way Kevin Bacon. Oh, you see oh, Kevin Bacon and Footloose. Who does? I mean, right. Well, I'm just I'm just saying it's he's very, only human. It's very weird, and I always wondered if my dad. And if I, you know what, if there's one more question I could have asked him, it would be, did you want to dance? Because <laughs> I feel so like wild. he was, my dad, same as, you know, he was so macho that dancing would open him up to possible criticism or a, hey, you know, somebody that's not so macho yeah, to dance, yeah, even yeah. though Travolta danced and he was still macho, right? Yeah, arguably. Well, I'm just saying that's what they, they tried to portray that. No, you know, I know what you're saying. Though, like he probably was dying. Like, man, I bet it would be cool to cut a rug, but 
But like, uh, yeah, it's that's really it's almost like doing a, a like slam poetry. You so really you never, you're really putting your heart out there. Yeah, yeah. You never came home from school early one time and like no. he was in the living room breaking no. it down no. or something. No, it's the opposite that with my dad. I'm like, I would I would have to ask him. I'd be like, Dad, did you ever want to grab a guy by the throat and yank out his, you know, like <laughs> yank him out by the, the trachea, just you know, pull out his throat? And then he'd probably be like, Actually, I did. Except for how can somebody, how can a cartoonist be taken silly? If they're out there punching people in the jaw, you know what I mean. I I've seen so many acts of aggression over in my <laughs> so time. That I, never, it, yeah, it's it's weird how we we're, we're they're like Bizarro Ron, Ron and it, Bizarro Ron. <laughs> I don't know which one the Bizarro one. Is. So South Pole and North Pole. Yeah. That's just so wild. I wonder what would happen if two Rons collided. Maybe they're maybe they're sitting. The world's there not right ready now. for that. The world's <laughs> not. Know. They had to do it later. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a trip. So it, it's it is weird to uh hold your father up to something and then later on uh poke away at it a little bit. And I do that uh my dad's been gone since I was twenty three, so it was before I had kids. So all these things are like uh we didn't cover a bunch of topics. So I assumed if there's a dad grade sheet, it's like, Oh, you get an A A A for everything. And then like when I do stuff now I go, Well, you know what I mean? And you start to that that starts to erode a little bit. And then you have to be like, well, don't be a dick. He's a normal dude, too. And he was doing four kids when you were doing two. You know what I mean? But it's super weird. I can tell you super weird. without a doubt that my dad would never be doing a podcast with one of his buddies. I'll tell you that. It would never would have uh, happened. Not in a million years. Yeah. He, although he enjoyed listening to our podcast, he, he would have never uh, he would have never talked like he was just so stoic that he would have. There's no way my dad wouldn't because he would just. By the time he got home, I don't want to hear anyone talking. You know, including himself. Like my I dad would, wanted to go downstairs and work on his model trains. Just leave me alone. This is almost uh, like me. This is so, <laughs> such a, a cathartic thing because it allows me to communicate to my mom who listens and my dad when he was alive who listened without them uh, having any say or butting in. So I do hear. Like, you know, my mom obviously listened. She got you a, a, a coffee, a, yeah. you know, a, a thing for free coffee, a yeah, credit yeah. card with coffee on it. And so I get to just say whatever I want, and then I I hear about it later. But it's nice to be able to – I mean, how often do you talk to your mom where it's not a – you're getting cut off? The answer is you... never before you finish. <laughs> so <laughs> Somebody asked me about that this week. They said, uh, like, do you ever worry, like when you're talking about offending – people about saying stuff like it I, hasn't happened by i now. think i used the word retarded earlier which is not normally something i do it's not nice not a good word but uh uh i think maybe even in relation to your mom getting i'm gonna me leave that, that in to teach you a lesson that's fine that's Sorry. fine but even uh like i think it was in reference to your mom getting me that gift card i was like i have to pretend like nobody's listening you called my mom retarded yeah i thought that was pretty clear <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, you. I have to listen, or I have to talk. Well, you like, told me you before, have to talk like, like, oh, like, if I remember your mom's listening, and I'm like, yeah, but you're thirty, what, thirty two, thirty five, thirty five. Yeah, I'm forty. I mean, at this point, yeah. I, I can't, I can't be worried about. I it haven't anymore. told my mom I do it. <laughs> I haven't told my mom I do a show. It was Easter today, and the some, somehow the subject of podcast came up, and I, and I just steered it away. I, she's like, she's she goes. That sounds like something that would be good for you. Like you'd be interested in that. I'm like, yeah, well, maybe. So obvi- your mom doesn't read the paper. Uh, I guess not. I guess <laughs> would nobody- she have even put the pieces together if she came across the article? She knows my name, so <laughs> she, oh, they just they just went the first name anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, they were talking about that on Marin. Like you, you had mentioned it to me, yeah. which is pretty cool about how. Uh, he, Mark Marin says he doesn't like to speak to his mom very much because it doesn't go well. So 
he that's how his, that's how his mom knows what's going on in his, in his life. real yeah in his real life. Well, it's funny because if you notice in that episode, Gary Shandling, they don't really know each other. It's like one of the first times they really had a conversation, and Gary Shandling within like five minutes is like, "What is it, mother or father?" You know, like he, said, yeah. he mentioned that like at the comedy club years ago, like within minutes of meeting him. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think that like, that's, which one do you have an issue with? Obviously, but, but that's what we were talking about earlier about right. when your kids grow up. If they, if they, you know, if everything's copacetic, but who knows? They may grow up and like be neurotic and be like, "No, my dad was seriously nuts." Yeah, I'm, might, I'm thinking right? that's I mean, probably why. The case. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> they probably should. Yeah, but I don't have that. I don't have that. Like, oh, I'm speaking to I with my brothers, maybe brother. The one family member I have that listens to the show, maybe like it's cool. I always think that sometimes we'll be covering something family related, kind of what we were doing earlier. And I, I bet he's like, "Oh yeah, I identify with that." I think secretly, I hope that one day, honestly, I don't want because my mom is. I just don't want to hurt her feelings. You know what I mean? Like she's too. My mom's like a Fabergé egg. I don't ever want to. I don't want to. You know what I mean? I say the f word and stuff like that. Uh, but I do think later, like, oh, I, I have this super weird morbid thing that like I'm gonna leave here and get and get smeared by a train. Or something, and I want um, people that know me, family members, that kind of thing, to actually know my real thoughts, not like my. That's why I have to talk like I think right. it's just me and you, because I I don't want them to hear like you know, daddy thinks this, daddy thinks that. Talk to your mom like a son, you talk to your kids like a dad. But who does? You do? Yeah. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, I do. No, but like I you I you play a role for every single different person, even at work. Sure. You try to be professional, but when when you're just we do this kind of like almost like we mentioned in the article in the times article that we were in. Uh, it's almost like therapy, which today has totally been that way. Uh, so eventually somebody will see, will hear in my family. Somebody will hear the real version. Right. You know, I'll, I'll go back and edit all the swear words out for you, but this is all, but not even that, (laughs) but this is all going to be a post. It's almost like a time capsule type thing. So some, my kids will hear it later. Like when they're 16, I'll go, if you give a shit, and they'll go, I don't, Dad, leave me alone. And then when they're 24, just post-college, finding themselves in Europe, then they'll go find these old podcasts, and they'll be like, oh, my old man was crazy. Oh, just like that, uh, the band Death? Yeah. Where your kids will find it, and they'll bring it, and then they'll make you popular 40 years later? Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) They'll they'll find the basement tape. What format will people be listening to at that point? I mean, will there still be uh, streaming or you know, there will you be imagine? Well, hopefully, God willing, there will be earbuds embedded in our ears. <laughs> like why you think about it. You won't have to find them, plug them in. You can't lose them. Just put them things in, put them in. And I'll, how often do you have earbuds in anyway? There's days where I days where I start out with five pairs of uh, iPhone earbuds. And by the end of the day, I have none. And I have no idea where Ugh. any of them are. So would it be usually nice they're all in the washing machine. Would it be nice just to have it straight yeah, in there? Sure would. And that would be the same for phone too. Yeah. And eventually, dig, we won't even need the buds anymore. I'm thinking of going all, back dude. to off the grid completely. Really? Yeah. You know, I mean, the the fa- I'm trying to get your brother to take over the Facebook page for the Hema Man Facebook yeah. page completely. Really? And uh, because I have to have a, my own Facebook page in order to have that one because it's associated with uh, a regular Facebook page. Um, But I'd like to just completely go off the grid because I find that I really have no need to access the outside world at all, period, never. I I was on spring break all week, and I pretty – one day day I watched – I think I told you I watched Zodiac (laughs) twice. My God, dude. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I fell asleep mid-Zodiac, and I woke up, and I'm like, oh, shit, Zodiac's starting. It was like Groundhog's Day, but it was in the middle of the afternoon. That's what I was doing with Daredevil. The last couple episodes, I must have watched them eight times because 
I would fall asleep or something. Like, I was I'm sure I missed something good. Or, I was right? so disinterested <laughs> that I would just be like, ah, which episode is it? Well, I slept, walk through it. But yeah, I understand how that can happen. I did read a couple books too, but uh, not on that day. Well, don't you think you would, we've, we've covered this ground before, I think maybe a bit, but don't you think you would sort of be happier if you weren't looking for outside approval every five seconds on your phone? Because it's kind of what we do, I'll right? We want to joke, we say something funny, oh, who like that? It's good For to sure. meet, it's good to new, meet new people. Man, I got a couple new Twitter buds. We're going to it's going to be awesome. We're going to hang. We're going to go to Crown Fest. It's going to be sweet. And so that's a benefit, but like um there's, you know, that big 90% chunk where it's like, "Oh, good. Now I know someone's feelings on the North Carolina game." I think the the fact that, you know, if you work a 9 to 5 job as a man and like for instance this week I was off all week, everyone I know is at work. So you have, that's what it is nice to have the social media thing because you can put it out there and there's people all over the world that could, you know, re, retweet you or, or, you know, comment or whatever. Um, and they could do it from work, wherever. I, I really can't, like as a man, when I'm off, when I get lucky and I'm off on a weekday or whatever, it's not like I can go meet somebody for breakfast because everybody I know has a job. There's nobody ever available. There's nobody around. Yeah. And, and then if I don't want to drag my kids, work. you know, I got my four-year-old daughter. I, no no dude that I know wants to hang out with me and my four-year-old daughter and him. Dude, Maybe I you, have that. Con- that's my I know, life. I know. Hey, I seriously would go through my contacts and go, who else has kids? That's how I do it, and I just like scroll. If you don't have kids, or, yeah, okay, or kids relatively to, my age, okay, so though. that's one check mark, and the other one is okay. And who's going to be available on a Wednesday afternoon? Right, because I work shift work. Right, and I happen to be off today, and I'm on days. Yeah. So, and usually it's you. Go, you're at Bellaboo by yourself, and your kids are playing, and you're just like, I don't know if you're playing with them, but I would. I, I, it's I mean, awful. I, less and less. Like the older they get, it's I get a little more freedom. I don't have to. They chase get them. to play with. The, they just entertain each other. A yeah, little it's, more. it's getting awesome, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. Cause that's I'll look through and I'll go like, who? Okay, which one of my friends isn't at work and has a kid roughly the same age as mine? It's it's brutal. I put on the uh, Hey My Man Twitter page asking, uh, you know, hey, what's the worst rest? What's the worst restaurant in the region? Oh yeah, and, we should and, cover know, that. A bunch of I will get to it next week. So because I wanted to throw it out here on the podcast too, and and and. Tell people, encourage people to join in on yeah. whether That's it be on our really Facebook good page submissions so far. or um, on the Twitter page, and just get people involved. And like you know, it was funny because my wife goes, "Oh, it'd be great if you and I love it when you and Ben are on location. And you go to places." And I was like, "Well, then we should ask what the best places are because you know somebody says, oh, this place is the filthiest bathroom' or this place is the most disgusting place.'" Now we're going to go there and experience it for ourselves. I mean, I could just take people's word for it. If you tell me the place is so god-awful, that's like if I fart in my hand and go, this really stinks, smell it. I, I, why would anybody want to do that? Well, because I, wanna, I want to... We want to validate? I wanted to go through the poor stock filter of my, of my uh, um, upbringing. Like, I have I, a feeling I you'll hold, find something positive because you don't want to say something negative. I want to hold everything up to... God bless him, I've eaten there a thousand times, but I want to hold everything up to the Hessville restaurant filter. Like if you say this place is awful, I'll go there and I'll go, okay. It could be worse. But the bathroom, this restaurant, or grocery, you know what I mean? Right. I want to be able to, and I want to be, but but you're right. I am so afraid of hurting people's feelings all the time. But I want to go and I want to uh, uh, say how bad it is. But I want to compare how bad it is. But a lot of people I would like to say are recommending chain restaurants, right? You know, what which I, mean? I said no. I wanted to mom and pops. 
Yeah, chains okay, but like, um, you know, like we heard Buffalo Wild Wings. And it's like I feel you don't like that place, and it's and it's. Well, you know, they get deprived because they get people that work there that just could give two shits less. I mean, you you're hiring sixteen, seventeen year old people. Yeah, and they don't care about the. It's a chain restaurant, and, but that's and like whatever. okay, it's not. It's it's clean. They have cool TVs. Okay, it may be overpriced, and you don't like the food or something, but that's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about like Harvey's. I'm talking about like Hessville Restaurant. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm sure there's some little places in like Hobart and stuff that, that I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, I used to always hear people, and I used to do it just because the, bu- the building looked like shit, uh, that Tandor Palace in Cherville. But from the what Indian I've place? But what I've heard is, it's, I heard, that's what I heard. It's great. But they rebuilt it, and it actually looks now physically looks nice, appealing. Yeah. But before, it was like, oh, this place is gross. Well, but, there's a place on Cayman Avenue in Hammond called Wings. And I always drive by there, and I'm like, what? Who goes in there? That's crazy. Uh, apparently, it's amazing. So that's what we want to do. We do want to go on location. But here's the thing. So when you tweet at us, uh, we use the hashtag rate the region. And uh, just so we can keep everything in line and we can find it easy. I had trouble finding tell, it without a hashtag. Tell us who, if you know, if you say, hey, this restaurant's great, but they're bad. This is the, I want to know who has the worst, what restaurant has the worst bathroom, the most disgusting bathroom, the male bathroom. Because we would like to know specifically to. why that place is who's bad. Got, yeah. Who's got the worst bathroom? Who's got the worst food? Who's got the worst service? So all of it, you know, if you tell me, hey, this place is great, but the service is terrible, I want to go see for myself. Yeah. Or, you know, we want to go see yeah. for ourselves. Uh, so let's do that. Um, Hashtag and, worst of the region. No, rate the if, region. If you find, yeah, if you find a place. So next week, um, we're going to look through whatever submissions we get this week. And if we get a chance, we'll go somewhere. Uh, if not, we'll do it the following. We'll, we'll, if not, we'll get back together. We'll tell everybody what submissions we got. And then we'll plan. We'll pick the place. Uh, and we'll read the well the uh, we'll read the Yelp reviews prior to going. We're gonna go in with trench coats and mustaches too, <laughs> like so we're inconspicuous. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, you've seen enough bar rescue. You've seen you you know what's good and what's bad. So let us know uh, what you think and um, send us there. And then hopefully at some point we'll ask you what the best places are that are have the best cheapest prices. Yeah, we'll have to find other criteria because you know they do like the Times does. Like the best of the region. And that's cool. But that's like, hey, we just love this place the most. I want specifics. Like you said, dirtiest bathroom, worst service, worst food, things like that. I'll tell you what. Best Italian ice, Jody's and Hammond. Easily. Easily. I, I went there the other day. Ben, ben, water ice. Ben's been talking about it for a good year or yeah. however long they've been in existence. And, uh, oh, my God, it was awesome. I uh, I trumpet for three things. I don't think that's the right word. What the hell? I constantly talk about three things on the show all the time, and those three things are Jody's Italian Ice, Cheryl Scott, and Yoga with Adrian. I think other things probably come up, but those three things you can stand by for sure. Uh, before we wrap up, I just want you to know I did do one, uh, one bout, one round of DDP Yoga, kicked my ass. Did it really? Oh, my God, yeah. Really? Yeah. Great. Uh, I made it through about half of it. We'll have to do the yoga talk off mic because we've done we've, we've maxed out our yoga. Yeah, talk no, I don't want to talk about it. I yeah, just want to yeah. tell people it's legit. So you know, it's okay. It's not, naysayer, give them just a quick. Why did you say it was garbage? Well, I just thought it was because it was again. It's one of those stupid videos you watch exercise videos. And what's legit about it? Um, it's not like all the other exercise videos, like P ninety X or whatever, where the guy the, the guy who's talking to you is super annoying. Yeah. Um, I I just think that like. You look at you look at this guy and you go, okay, he's in good shape. He's in really good shape, mm. and he's basically. I've convinced. I asked my wife. I turned to her and I said, "Do you think if I just do yoga, if I just do DDP yoga, 
and then nothing else. I'll I could be in good shape. And she said, Yeah. And I said, I'm sold. That's I it. think so. That's yeah. it. I mean, pretty good shape at right? least, right? I don't Scale know. Of one to ten. How silly do you feel when you have to hulk it out though? Because I'm so glad uh, I definitely nobody's can't do me. it at when anyone else is home. Damn. So I'm, I'm getting a DVD player for the basement. Yeah. <laughs> or a Blu-ray player. Yeah. You know, yeah. because yeah, when yeah. you have to do the diamond cutter move. Yeah. I was doing it yeah. with my son and he was all about it. So then we, it's funny when you have, yeah, my kids if you could do it with too. your kids and you're like, you know, but if your wife's there, no, I definitely can't do it in front of my wife. No, not your wife. No. She, no, you guys should never be let back I, in. Real quick. Uh, so I took my son uh, to the batting cages the other day. First nice day, right? Spring getting ready for baseball. <laughs> and I called my wife and I said, Hey, I'm on my way home. Do you want me to pick up lunch? And she said, where are you at? And I said, Oh, I was at the batting cages. And <laughs> I said, I took, uh, I took our son to the batting cages and she says, well, how'd you do? And I said, what are you asking me, how I did or how he did? She goes, well, how'd you do? And I said, of course. I wailed on him, man. Kicked her ass. I, I, was, I was unstoppable. And, and I, I was telling you, I said, this is the pressure. I mean, she wasn't even there. And yeah. I knew I would have to do good. And I did do good. But I knew I had to do good because I would have to report back to her. And I didn't want my son to be like, he didn't do good. So <laughs> That's insane I pressure. couldn't. My hands, I wanted to quit because I didn't have batting gloves. And I forget. If you don't have batting gloves, Dude, I had, a, I had, a, wood, right I had a wood bat too. I brought a big old wood bat that I really? had in my garage because nice. I, I wanted to just, you know. Why so not? I was in the super fast pitch with a wood bat with no batting gloves on and I was cringing. Oh, you were in the really fast one? I ended up bunting the oh, last I'd be couple. Missing. Uh, just to uh, Just so I didn't miss, you know. I was bunting. I had a couple of foul tips in the beginning, but, you know, I got, I got where I got. Really? Off the fast one? Oh, yeah. Good for you. I don't know if, how good I'd do. Uh, but I have gone in there before, like, you know. I'm with my wife at a place, and my son wants to do the batting cage, and she's like, "Hey, go on, you know, check it out." But it's, I'm like, oh. she puts this pressure. Now, what if, what if, if your son was like, oh, he just, he was, he kept missing all the time. I mean, she'd probably call bullshit on him. Really? But no, <laughs> she, what if you were? What if you did? Son. What if you performed poorly? In the I cages? would have, dude. I think I would fake an injury. <laughs> I would probably like, go down for a bunt and say, I, and let the ball hit me in the hand and break my hand. I think that I, I would, may- and she would require me a doctor to say yes, it's broken in order for me to get out of it. She'd this. want it in triplicate. <laughs> I'm not. She'd want to know who the doctor is. That's weird because you you get that pressure. How did you do? How did you perform? I think if I went, I would have the pressure of how were you with the kids? Did you wash them? Were they safe? Were you patient? Did you, Make were sure you had pa- his helmet on. Were you patient? Were you kind? Like I have this pressure about how to. It's not about me at all. It's about like how did you treat them? And I think with yours, it's like we know he's fine. How did you do in the cage? <laughs> It's constant. So hilarious. It's just constant. Always from everywhere. I can't. I can't. I can't breathe, Ben. I can't breathe. What? Well, I think not to bring it full circle. But remember, you were like, uh, you were you were telling me that story before, and I was like, I think we seek women out. We seek partners that are this way. You're like, yeah, she's constantly like, I always have to be the toughest. I always have to perform the most. I was like, yeah, it doesn't sound anything like your dad at all, dude. <laughs> not at all. And you're like, oh. I think you just saved me a bunch yeah. of therapy money. And That's exactly know. what I said. Mine's probably the same thing. And I told my wife you said that, and she's like, I'm not your dad. No, not your dad, but you you want. And then she did the diamond cutter. She's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, and hook it out. <laughs> Although good. I will tell you, my kid has been walking around calling everybody brother since DDP yoga. So good for him. That. Good for him. All right, that's episode 113. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later.